0: All right, welcome to the Vistlin Podcast. Um, My name is Jalen Booth. And it's James Saturn joining him. And um, today we're going to be talking about COVID-19s and the issues behind that. Uh, Today we're talking about COVID, and of today there are slightly under 800,000 cases in my state of California, and in my county there are 8,828 confirmed cases.
1: Our first topic of COVID are anti-maskers. Why do you think there's anti-maskers?
0: Um, okay, well anti-maskers is something that I read about. It's is like a movement for people who like thought that thought that COVID wasn't getting better and that we weren't ridding the problem from our country and they thought that it was necessary to just not wear masks, I suppose.
1: I don't know if they thought it was safe or something, but that's what their whole reasoning was behind it. Either that or just people like really don't understand how it works. Um, if you actually take the time to uh, study it and research, it's actually for the safety of others more than yourself. For example, the website of University of California, San Francisco is stated by the Center of for Disease Control and Prevention and World Health Organization that cloth masks are actually recommended. And they do help, but... Um, they were opposed before the strongest evidence in the favor of our mass are real world scenarios, which actually fifteen states and a district of Columbia shows a slowdown of one percent daily for the first five days, and then at three weeks, uh daily growth rate slowed by two percent, so they actually do work unlike people like it's basically debunked.
0: Okay, what do you guys think? Like, what do you think is something that we can do to prevent anti-maskers and just rid of this, rid of the idea and the people, the people in our community that
1: think that that's something that they need to support? Um, I know a few people, and to be honest, I think you should just like have a casual talk with them and just let them know, like, just inform them. Pretty something much.
0: something that I found it was a it was a article or it was a new, a news reporter Joshua Boat. He did a he did an article about this Indonesian and Indonesian in indonesia there were um the people the anti-maskers in indonesia were forced to bury bury the um, people who died from covid19 and that was just something that i like thought was that it was it was odd but it, it was um there's some humor i found in it i'm not sure if that's a real problem but but i just like it was just since they were causing the problem and the spread and they were just killing people basically they were forced to dig their graves for them and I think that that's something, like, not seriously that we need to do, but we need to treat it in that sort of light because they need, we need to get rid of, like, the people in our community who are feeling this way.
1: Yeah, just take it serious, but not to that extent, of course. Um, that's just how severe the situation is.
0: Next yeah. one, talk about, like, school. School. How do you feel school is with COVID?
1: To be honest, personally. Like, per- per- like, how you like it? Personally, I like the virtual classes better. I feel like I'm accountable to do my own work and then get it on time. And to be honest, I lose paperwork a lot, but I know others feel very different. What about you?
0: I'm not sure. I think something like a there was a flip that's, there's a switch that flipped this year. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I just picked it up and like became, it became my own responsibility. And I think that's what a lot of people need to do with it. And it's a real problem, I guess, because kids are having terrible grades like right now. I, and I know I'm struggling in math just because waking up in the morning is like, because normally I'd have to wake up like 30, 40 minutes before school. So I can get ready before all that. But I can just wake up at eight oh eight, school starting at eight ten and we just log on. But um yeah, I haven't found real struggles with it. It's just it's just the procrastination part of it. Yeah. But I think we need to hold students more accountable to them doing their work mm-hmm. and like that's just that's just something that, that came to me. And um how do you feel about coming back
1: actually? Coming back, um most like have you heard anything about it? Yeah, probably the second semester. I'm looking forward to it because of sports obviously. Yeah, but I would actually like to meet all my classmates in person and my teachers cuz I feel like the relationship is just like better to relationship. Um
0: one of my teachers, Ms. Gentry, she was talking about it a lot how she missed she missed having face-to-face interaction with her students. I feel the same. And she was talking about how like uh at first I thought it was I thought it was kind of tedious to have our cameras on all the time during class. But she made a point that like held students accountable. Yeah. And and she asked us, she was like, in your classes that you have your camera on, you're sitting down, do you do better in there? And generally, everyone said, yeah. So we agreed with that. And um, that was something that she talked about. And, it, and I just want to talk about that and bring that up. Uh,
1: I think, <clears throat> yeah, I think the same way, just keeping your camera on and then it'll be all cool. But I'm actually really impressed by how uh, at the beginning, you know how, you know how the, um, the school was like, we didn't have as any classes at all, no Zoom classes, but like, they obviously assigned work at the end of our sophomore year. Oh, like when we In first spring, went into yeah. quarantine? Yeah. yeah. In February? Yeah. I know. But the sorry. program significantly improved and like, we're more organized. We know what to do. They did a good job. I think they did a good job of setting it up, you know, like a actual distance, le- distance learning.
0: They did good. I like it. I like the whole process behind yeah. it. And it's just it just comes back to the uh, response. It's just all responsibility again, mm-hmm. and that's just something that students need to be accountable for. That's something that that's what we can do in order to make change to that. Um, and we're gonna move on to, oh wait, sports, sports, sports coming yeah. back. Since we're coming, if if we come back, I'm not sure how we're gonna.
1: Yeah, it's still. Oh, kinda... did you
0: hear about any ways that we could come back?
1: Actually, I have. I okay, mean, <clears throat> no,
0: honestly, I heard. Um, I'm not sure I'm not sure if it's okay to talk about or if it's that even that big of a deal. But we're s I thought um people were talking about A-B a, schedules. Like half the school will go and on Oh,
1: I remember that. In on different like different
0: year. yeah, different days like Monday. About Monday would time. be half the school and the other half would attend school the next day. But I thought that would be a cool schedule and it'd really uh-huh. like limit limit the amount of people and the distance between students in the area and stuff like that. And I think they could it's easier for them to spread out the kids through the classroom. Yeah
1: have enough distance between all the kids.
0: Yeah, that we I had forty one students. I have forty one students in my average class. Okay. Oh, we need to move on. <laughs> um okay, sports. How you feeling about sports coming back? Like, what's um, what's your sport? What's your basketball. favorite sport? Basketball? Yeah. What about CJ? Um I've been honestly I haven't been watching the NFL like that, but the basket basketball, like the series. Oh the playoffs the yeah. playoffs have been nuts. Insane. I just like um it kind of sucks how mm-hmm. like 'Cause normally we get to there's like way more hype around it 'cause um superstars will be all over social media after after the playoffs or big games and stuff, but I think that's really limited and people people are just
1: getting like scared and stuff. Really? Uh not so have you seen on Twitter, like I feel like there's way more Twitter interaction between the players because of the bubble and you you see how they're reacting about like you see Damian Lillard with Paul George and then all of that stuff and after the clippers blew the lead but um how do you think the future seasons will turn out after um as a result of the bubble and the scheduling since oh Wednesday? something i'm
0: afraid about, Ooh, about Oh, about
1: the um
0: sports will we have audiences Do you think yeah. you think we'll have audiences um
1: high school sports or just uh for the nba and no then? i mean like high school and high school. I, don't Cause mean, I
0: just i mean we're not streaming our we're not streaming our sports we yeah. don't have we don't have channels for other mm mm-hmm. Parents to watch and come out support, so I think they should allow that at minimum. But I'm just, I just don't know if
1: they could or not. I think, yeah, parents definitely with a safe distance, of course, and maybe a scout if they actually are interested. I feel like, I feel
0: like they should really, they should really, um, if they're gonna bring high school sports back, they need parents should be able to be Mm -hmm. attend, or a certain amount, small amount of people, similar to like the bubble kind of, yeah,
1: but not in that. I was actually thinking. Cause you know, LCap has a video system. Other than actually for us, we had our videos recorded. The new gym has cameras on top, yes. but I just don't think we have like a website for that type of thing, or if we if it's like worth it to do it, you know. But I feel like that's a possibility, but a very like low chance of that happening.
0: Okay. Um. Spring. Okay. Do you know how like the sports are gonna go? Two month periods. Have we like two yeah. month periods starting yeah. up? Are we gonna are we gonna just? One second. Do you think we're going to play the same scheduling? Like our scheduling?
1: Um, You mean like football and basketball playing at the same yeah, time? Yeah, like,
0: no, like sports. Yeah, our sport. Are we going to play the same teams or do you know? Oh, if we're going to lose any teams or? In our schedule. Do you think you guys will have played the same amount of
1: games with the same teams um, or no? I definitely don't think so because of travel and then all of that stuff. We'll be limited. So maybe like we'll cut the preseason in short maybe because you know how long that is. It's just like, how did it go? It went from like, November, October, I mean, November, December, January, February, early February, so that's like, what, four months, and then we're going to be out of school by then, probably, so I'm not sure about that. Oh, man, definitely. Okay, so we're going to... Hold on, one more thing? What Excuse is it? me, it's on. You're good? But, actually, how do you think the schedule for the NBA will turn out, because they started the bubble before everyone, you know? And then, you know how the... It's actually September, it's going to be October, And then they usually start in like October.
0: I think that something that I think that like might happen that could happen are like the facilities. They could they could have just multiple facilities around the around the country and like um I'm pretty sure the NBA can find a way to fly players straight into the facility like they do the bubble. Yeah. Like the players and their family. So they can just have bubbles for like every team, basically. Uh Teams will just stay in their or stadium or or they'll stay in a confined space together. Yeah. if if covid doesn't if the problems still rise but that brings us to our next topic life after uh-huh. covid yeah. what are you expecting in like 5 to 10 years from covid
1: 5 to 10 years i think everything will definitely be gone by then like as a result of this we will take more caution obviously but um i think hopefully everything will turn back to normal i think and improve i think um i seen a video
0: on a video there is a there is a coach who was talking talking to his players he told us he told them that they're probably gonna to have to wear masks for the rest of their lives. And that was just something that he was anticipating. But I didn't think I don't know if like people could be afraid of it and that could be something you would want to do or a mask, something yeah, you would I don't want understand to keep. That. Um but in five to ten years, that's just all that's just all how we handle the problem and what we can what we do to stop the spread of it.
1: For the beginning, I think it'll definitely be a slow start, especially if there's no like vaccine or cure. Um all the rates will just go down and we'll still take the same precautions. Uh, social distancing, masks, um, yeah, six feet away quarantine still if, if you still do have it or show symptoms. How do you feel about people who've had it? Have you heard anyone who've ever had who's ever had it? Yeah, actually a couple of friend, friends of mine, I'm not gonna name them, but I actually know who people like affected by them, um some family friends as well. What about you? I know I, I like I know a couple of people who had COVID and both of them. Actually
0: it's three people. Three people, both all of them said that they didn't experience any symptoms, and it was like nothing to them yeah. Once they said they had a loss of appetite or hunger or something, but it was nothing too drastic but then like on the news on the news and out in public and society, people treat it like it's a killer, which it we very much see the numbers like uh-huh. it is, but it's like it's crazy how the scale can vary from nothing yeah. to death, and it's just I don't know how unpredictable. All right, we're gonna move into our next. We're gonna talk about the lessons we learned from COVID, and things that, things that we were reflected on, and what to we'll do chicken. in the future, and what we we'll be taking from now. All right, I'm um, going forward. Uh, first, as a person who goes out a lot with in a group of people, I wanna, I wanna, um, I wanna just bring around extra masks with me for my friends, so, hold each, so we can hold each other accountable, and just hold a double standard because. I know if I had my mom out and she was walking around with her mask on and something unfortunate can happen if someone doesn't have a mask, um, they're endangering the ones around them more than them, themselves. And it's a problem for other people, even if it's not for them. So it's like we should all hold the double standard of bringing a mask and keeping it on
1: us. And if not, have extra for those who we are with and those who we care for. Actually, yeah, I agree with you. That's a great idea. Because, like you said, I wouldn't want my mom out with some near a group of people or kids that may have this and may have COVID but aren't like protecting us by wearing masks. So, I think <clears throat> the right thing to do was just be, do the same and make sure you guys are well stocked in masks. I definitely see yeah. I definitely see what you mean. Um, how do you feel about like how, uh, how we handled COVID in the beginning? Um, to be honest, in my opinion, I think. We should have taken it definitely more seriously um at the beginning you saw like how low the rates were it, we all everyone was like the flu was worse, right yeah, but yeah. um yeah you could, we could see everything now that's happening unfolding after that, so we definitely should have been like the other countries, but not to like their extent of intensity because you see them executing people how I the mean, numbers how yeah. the numbers have
0: gone down in their countries because of the yeah because of the precaution they've taken I heard in Italy in Italy that they. I was told a lot in the beginning of COVID that they were they shut down immediately and anyone caught outside their home was arrested and put in quarantine regardless if they're infected or not. It was just like you just don't go outside and they stuck to that. And then I think like what went wrong with our country is we didn't take it seriously, our our leaders and those in charge didn't mm-hmm. didn't press the issue enough and it became it became a pandemic.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to dive too deep into it, but I think our president Donald Trump really didn't take this pandemic seriously, which led to a major group of people in the United States who support him to not take it seriously as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, But yeah. Thank you guys for joining us today on the Vislin podcast with I Javis and my partner,
0: Jalen Booth. And um, I'm going to close it off right now. Uh, Overall COVID has been a bumpy ride. We're going to, we're given time to reflect on our past actions and, Moving forward all we know is all we know is to continue to adapt and conquer and we hope that you learned something from this podcast today and we thank you for coming